We've got some more thoughts from Arizona football practice, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Arizona basketball. This time, we're going to talk about Arizona women's basketball and what to expect from some players. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats, your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to today. As always, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. But we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football here. We're going to talk a little bit of Arizona basketball uh, and on the women's side. So, you know, let's get started. As everybody knows, camp is uh, uh, fall camp is going on right now for Arizona football. And we got some thoughts for sure. First, I think he's going to be fine. So, again, we'll start with some of the tough news first. We'll, I think he's going to be fine. But Jane Delora has definitely struggled so far in camp. Um, right now, just not on the same uh, just not on the same wavelength with his wide receivers. And, you know, that's certainly to be understood. He's a transfer that, you know, he's a transfer. He's dealing with an entirely different offense. He's dealing with an entirely new unit of players. And one thing that has stuck out is he they've been trying to force feed the uh the screw or the fade to uh to Tora McMillan in the uh in the corner of the uh, corner of the uh, uh end zone and so far they just haven't been able to connect on that. But when you watch Delora though like you know there there's nothing about it that you know that I think should be problematic. Everybody saw what he did last year at Washington State, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. But so far, it's been a little bit of a rough start, but I do think that Arizona will be just fine at that position. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of the receivers here because some of these guys have made a little bit of headway right here. And the first guy I want to talk a little bit about is somebody that we haven't talked a ton about, and that's Kevin Green. Now, Everybody remembers the story. Kevin Green was a uh, USC commit. Arizona got in, got him to flip to Arizona. And again, anytime somebody's committed to USC, you know that there's some talent right there. And Green's an intriguing guy because not the biggest dude in the world, but sometimes players just have the ability to be able to get open. And he certainly is one of those guys that uh, do say that you do say, yeah, he can get open. And he's, he did that all throughout camp last year and, or excuse me, during the uh, spring. And he's continued that into the season or into the, uh, into fall camp. Now, you know, when the lights come on, it'll be interesting to see if he can continue that. But right now, if you're, uh, if you're Arizona, you're looking at Kevin Green and you're thinking that this is somebody that can probably make a real impact for us right here. And that's going to be exciting to see what happens right there. I do think that um, he will see the field sooner than later. And when you watch Green, you get the you get the idea that whenever that time does come when he hits the field, he's probably not going to be coming off the field. And I think that's what's you know, that's what's exciting if you're Arizona is that you've got a lot of guys like that. Once they hit the field, if they if they do, you know, once they hit the field. 
you kind of think it's going to be difficult to get him out. I don't know that if it's going to be this year for Green because again, he's a little dude. He's not he's not big, but again, he plays. It's kind of that uh, per, it's kind of that typical term right there. He plays tougher than he and than his and than his size would indicate. So whenever that time does happen, when he does hit the field, I think Kevin Green's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. Okay, now. Some other guys to certainly keep an eye on and talk about a name from the past, but Jamari Joyner. Now he's had, he's battled a lot of injuries the last couple of years. And when, but we have seen when he is healthy, when he is right, that there's a lot of talent there. He's a bigger dude. He's about 6'1, 210, and a legitimate 6'1, 210, something along that line. And He's fast. I mean, this is a guy that's got track speed. He, you know, you you watch what he did in high school, and it's no surprise. But you wondered, is he going to be okay? Is he ever going to get healthy to where he can really make that impact on the field? And so far, so good. You could make the case that he's been their best wide receiver in camp so far. Now, you got to stay healthy. You got to keep it going. But if he does stay healthy, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's one of your three starters because you, again, there is a background here. This is a guy that finished the year um, as a freshman really strong and that he, you know, he had, I think 145 yards against ASU uh, touch a couple touchdowns and he just hasn't really been able to stay healthy since then. He's been moved around some, but right now he's fully at quarter or a wide receiver and he's just bigger. Uh, there were multiple times throughout camp where he's just kind of bodied a cornerback and just, you know, boxed the guy out, pushed him around and was able to get the ball. And again, we'll be able to see what happens when the lights come on, but so far, so good. He is a player that again, if he's healthy, he's got NFL potential. He, I've always maintained that it's just, can he stay healthy? Can he be able to get through the rigors of season? And if he gets through the rigors of a season, he's going to be problems. Now, talk about another guy to keep an eye on, uh, Tora McMillan. Now, T-Mac is one of the handful of bet, or you know, it's one of the handful of best recruits that the or that this program has ever brought in, and for a variety of reasons, he is essentially when he's essentially. The guy who committed to Oregon, committed to USC, I mean, excuse me, committed to Oregon, and right now is expected, he's expected to be a savior. And I don't know that he's that, because when you watch him, he is, like, while he's very good, he, it, he doesn't jump off the screen. He, again, he's, he's big. And, but he's not, he doesn't have that game breaking type speed right there. And you're hoping that he can become kind of a, a Jerron Kreiner type and maybe he can. And if he can become a Jerron Kreiner type, then you are, you're very happy about that. Um, but I also don't think that, uh, I don't also don't think that this is the point to where you can bank on that something uh, you can bank on that being the case. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. And, um, but again, he's going to be good. I just don't know that he's going to be all world like some expected. So we'll keep, certainly keep an eye on that. And, uh, you know, we'll let you know on that one. Anthony Simpson is another one where kind of overlooked, 
but at the wide receiver position as well, he's good. He's really good. Now, can he make that next step, though? Can he become a consistent uh, contributor? And I don't know that we know that yet. But I think we will find that. I think we will find that one out. Looking at the other receivers, there's this is just a wide open. Yeah, there's just a wide open unit right here. There's certain guys like Jacob Cowing is going to play. Jacob Cowing is 100% going to play. But who else are going to be those other guys? McMillan's going to play. I think Jamari, if he's healthy, plays. Uh, Dorian Singer, who we haven't talked about, but he finished the year really strong. He's going to play as well. So it's a it's a loaded unit, and everybody's going to get some opportunities right there. Now, Speedy Luke is a guy to certainly keep an eye on. Again, not a relative, but very a tiny little dude out there. But with the way the coaching staff uses him, you can tell that they want to get him into space as much as possible. They want him returning kicks. They want him doing basically everything out there they can. Now, you're not going to be able to give him the ball in a rushing situation 12 times a game. That's just not going to be the case. But right now, he is a guy that I think has a lot of, uh, he's, he's got a lot of uh, potential to him. It'll just be interesting to see if he can maintain that throughout. But again, so far, so good with him. Now, another guy to keep an eye on, Jonas Sabanea. We've talked about him quite a bit. Big kid out of Hawaii, freshman. He's incredibly well put together for being a freshman. He's just got to be able to acclimate to the game. But I'll tell you what, if he acclimates to the game, he's going to be just fine. Jed Fish has talked about he's one of the biggest, most athletic uh, or strongest kids that he's ever seen at that age. And, you know, that's high praise because Jed Fish has been around the block. Jed Fish has seen a lot of different players out there. And the fact that he mentioned that about Big Jonah is a very fascinating uh, possibility. He calls him Big Jonah as well. So I like that. We're going to go by Big Jonah on the show as well. But that's kind of the offensive side right now. Some guys that have stuck out, some guys that, you know, need to get a little bit better. Uh, defensively, got to get, We've and we've talked about this a great deal. Jalen Harris is a player that... You look at him, and he's always want. He, you you looked at him, and he has always been the guy who you just wanted a little bit more. You just always wanted a little bit more from him, and he was never quite able to get it. So right now, he is. You're going to kind of take a wait and see approach. And then we'll go from there. But you're going to take a wait and see. You're gonna we'll, we'll we'll see what exactly happens right there. But I do think that this is going to be a player that uh, is going to have a uh, a very interesting a very interesting situation. Um, I do think though that with this Arizona team, that you there's so much unproved. There's so many unproven guys. They're, and that's, I think, a little bit of an issue right here. They, uh, with these guys right now, this uh, you're banking on a lot of players. But I think the one thing that is fascinating about them is that Arizona is going to be in a spot where Arizona is going to be in a spot where it's going to be able to put its most talented guys out on the field. Now, defensively, you got to be able to find some playmakers right there, and who can be those guys? And we've talked about it before. Right now, you're looking at you're looking at Jalen Harris. He needs to be one of those dudes. He's got all the talent in the world. Again, great kid, comes from a great background. It's time. You know, 
Uh, I think a lot of people thought that when he took over that he was going to be the best player, you know, that he was going to be an NFL-type player. And he certainly has all that potential. He's got that work ethic. It's now time to be able to take that next step. Can he make that next step? That's where we're going to find out right there. So that's kind of breaking everything down, though, from a uh, from a U of A perspective. We're going to have a lot more to be able to talk about because, again, we're just getting started right here. And, again, tip of the cap to Jed Fish and for the coaching staff for letting, uh, letting the media in there, letting, practice, or letting uh, fans in there. And to people out there that are reporting stuff they shouldn't be reporting during practice, come on. This is, a, this is an open you, – it's a privilege to be able to go to this. They don't have to let you in. So, again, don't report things that you don't need to be reporting. It's really that simple. So – this is it, but again, this is a fun era right now. This is a good time to be an Arizona Wildcat fan. I was talking with uh, Brian Jeffries a little bit, and you know, you just watch the enthusiasm, you watch the excitement of these guys, and you can tell that they get this one. So we're going to take a quick little break right here, but first, need to tell you about Bet Online. The Bet Online sportsbook has been around for quite a while, and there's a variety of reasons. First and foremost, it's user friendly. Everybody likes user-friendly stuff. Nobody wants to, especially when you're betting money, nobody wants to say, man, I don't know how to use this. I don't understand how to use this. Everybody wants to know that, all right, I'm betting on this. It's easy for me. So it's easy, and you look at the lines, and the lines are awesome. You've got in-game betting. You've got futures. You've got props. You've got all kinds of stuff at the Bet Online Sportsbook, and the, uh, that's, where we're at. that's where we're kind of at right now. But with, uh, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to Arizona, um, I like the over of two and a half. So if you like the over of two and a half, then you need to be able to get in the bet online sports book and make that one happen. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. We're going to talk a little bit of Arizona women's basketball here. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, some Arizona women's basketball time. The great P.J. Brown from the Arizona Daily Star, who is, you know, we've had had on before. She said, and got to give a little bit of context here, but remember when all those, when remember when Adia lost about, it seemed like 10 players to the, uh, um, you know, to the transfer portal. And people are wondering what the heck's going on right there. And talked with P.J. and P.J. said, don't worry. She's got a plan. It's going to work out okay. Now you look at a lot of these players, and again, not you know disparaging anybody, but a lot of these players that left just probably weren't good enough, and you could tell that by some of the places that they ended up. But the players that Adia was able to bring in, any way you look at it, are a clear, clear upgrade, and that's across the board too. We've talked; we're going to talk coming in. We're going to talk a lot about the transfers. We're going to talk a lot about the recruits, but. First and foremost, we do need to talk about we do need to talk about the players that are coming back because they're again they're going to be the ones that are spearheading that charge and spearheading that charge is going to be Shayna Pellington at that point guard spot. Now, Shayna Pellington's never going to average thirty a game. She's never going to make you forget Ari McDonald. But what she is going to do is she's going to set everybody up perfectly. And she showed this throughout the season that she will, 
when the chips are down, she's a player that can make plays that can get to, you know, that can get to the hoop. She had multiple game winners and that's something that you can't really, you know, can't really put a, a qualitative value on because we've seen teams before good teams that just don't have that closer. And if you've got that closer, it makes things so much easier on a ton of different levels. And she's coming back. The one thing with Shayna is you'd love to see her be able to up that shooting percent or that shooting range because it is easy to play off of her. But if she uh, is able to do that, then you're dealing with a real problem right there. But Shayna Pellington is going to be kind of the straw that stirs the drink right there. Then Kate Reese. Obviously, Kate Reese is pro- Kate Reese. If healthy, should probably be the leading scorer on the team, along with Jade Laville, who we'll talk about in another episode. But everybody knows Kate Reese is coming off the shoulder surgery, and but she's an all-conference type player. She's somebody that can ship in 13, 14, 15 points a game. The whole thing with her is, is she healthy? Because if she's healthy, she's going to be a problem out there. We've already seen it. She gives you some position flexibility because of how she can score. She can play a little bit inside. She can play a little bit outside. But you just need her to be healthy because if she's healthy, she's going to be problems for people out there. Now, let's talk about, and then we're going to take a quick little break, but let's talk about Lauren Ware then. Lauren Ware kind of gets overlooked and everything with Mayanaji coming in, but Lauren Ware at six foot four, out of a you know also a top level volleyball recruit coming out of high school. Um, she's in better shape now. This is her junior year. This is the year when you got to really kind of make that jump, and she's improved from her freshman to her sophomore year. But now from sophomore to junior year, I think that you'd like to be able to see her get that maybe get into that nine point, that six rebound realm. Cause you're going to have players around her, you that are or her that are very good. Obviously you were, and again, we're going to talk about the newcomers tomorrow, but just briefly, you've got a Maya Najee, you've got an Esmeri Martinez, you've got players like that, that bring some size and bring some versatility, but so she doesn't need to do everything by herself, but there is some talent. There is some talent there that she's going to be working with, and it's going to be working around her. So if she can just stay healthy, stay on the court, I think that she's going to be a really good player for Arizona this coming year. Let's take a quick break. A couple other players we got to break down, and then we'll be signing off. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we broke down a little bit of Arizona football. Now we're talking a little bit of Arizona women's basketball, returning players edition. So now let's talk about two other players. Maddie Connor. Now, Maddie Connor might be the best shooter on the team. She's a gym rat. PJ Brown has talked about it ad nauseum about how hard she does work on the court. So with Maddie Connor, just the one thing is you know she can shoot. You just if she can take that defense to where she can become passable defensively, then I think she's going to play a lot. Again, she's you know she's got a lot. She's she's got that skill. When you can shoot the ball like she can, there's always going to be a space for you. You just need to be able to get that defense down a little bit more, and think you're going to be good to go. Then Helena Pueo, somebody that you know people sleep on a little bit, but kind of a jack of all trades, can do a little bit of everything. She's probably going to play 16, 17 minutes a game this year. Adia Barnes is a big fan of hers, and rightfully so. And she's going to be a rotational player. So there's, you know, again, and we're going to break down the rest of the roster, but those are five of the new or the five of the uh, the veterans to certainly uh, remember. And we're going to talk more about the roster tomorrow, incoming recruits, who's coming in. But Adia Barnes has a loaded squad this year, and 
the squad next year is going to be even more loaded. So there's a lot to get to right there. But again, wanted to talk a little bit of football, wanted to talk a little bit of basketball. We're in, we're on every single day now. We're in the middle of the season. So you know what to do. Keep it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Have a great Wednesday and we will talk to you Thursday.